2: center of the universe on the planet Eternia, Loon's Castle Grayskull, ancient fortress of mystery, its
0: power sought by the dark forces of Snake Mantle, Sanctuary of Sin. And- hey everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show coming at you live on tape digitally. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast and I am Ray Canis
2: i am robert clark chan and i am in no way live or on tape or even digital i exist in the ether space
3: i'm gina belito and i am undead
0: well we knew that that's been the case for i mean that was a season three twist at this point so gina belito's dead dead, (laughs) undead undead (laughs) undead i don't even house nobody just
2: me all right fuck y'all no that's
0: just you (laughs)
3: <laughs> I well, hate anyway, when... we are
0: not talking, yes.
3: I hate when Sorry. I'm forced to forced to have the same knowledge as Ray or lack thereof as Ray. <laughs> oh man. That's the
0: ultimate reference level test where it's just like, oh, Ray didn't get it, but I didn't get it too. Oh my reference level isn't that bad. How dare you? Just not with, you know, books or smart person things. We're not talking about GI Joe Extreme this week, although we've been we've been really enjoying it. And we've been enjoying G.I. Joe Extreme maybe a little bit too much. So I thought I'd throw a little curveball at the team. Curveball, changeup, sinker. I don't know what we'd call it. I said, hey, Uh, the the one where they hit you in the head. (laughs) Oh, beanball. I think I thought I'd throw a beanball at the podcast. And I said, hey, Masters of the Universe Revelation on Netflix dropped the second half of the season 1 five episodes and we loved loved the first five episodes it was really a lot of fun with you guys doing this so let's let's start it up and nobody wait had a better wait, had a better uh, answer than that of,
3: are you saying the second half of the season 1 five episodes this i thought this straight up said season 2
0: oh maybe it did it was it, uh,
3: uh yeah i, I thought. i'm just saying the like, like don't, there's a long. whole there's a lot of shenanigans going on right now in animation. And one of the things is when they try to pretend that two seasons are just one so they can pay the writers less. So I like, I looked for it and I thought it specifically said season two. So let's call it season two. We don't want to be part of those shenanigans.
0: Well, it's referred to as two parts, but so this is part two, episode one, part two, not Uh, season two, part two
3: yeah that they might they might be doing some shenanigans but I consider it season two
2: yeah this def it's uh Wikipedia says part one and part
3: two so Oh, shenanigans. shenanigans
2: shenanigans indeed you can't have that animation, many animation
3: writer. months you can't have that many months go by and still call it the same season I'm, that's oh my not-
2: god I can't I, I'm uh, I'm looking at the Wikipedia which says, that part one of Revelation holds an approval rating of 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Everyone
0: loves it.
3: E-pets Everyone loves it. What's trash. wrong with you two? Get on board. Oh, I, I mean, now I great. wonder if like, I was I being overly harsh because I was looking for negative things for uh, the podcast. But I will say that this episode that what? we watched reminded me of everything that I hated about part one, season one, whatever (laughs) your shenanigans want to call it. And I'm going to be open-minded to differing opinions, but I am going to say that if someone does have a differing opinion, if someone thinks that this is well-written, that you are basically the anti-vaxxer of this argument and that, that you're not basing it in fact. Uh, You're basing it in weird conspiracy theories that are telling you that this is good. When in fact, it's not.
2: So in this case, is a vaccination a a solid liberal arts education? (laughs) Yeah. You you like understand how these things operate and how art is supposed to affect people and whatnot?
3: Yeah, yeah. I would say the the anti-vaxxers are the ones who... Like, this is the if you watch it and you're like, that was good, then you're the same person that says, Vaccines have a little microchip in them so that 5G can track you. Oh, uh, this is a well crafted, this is a well crafted cartoon <laughs> done by people who know how story and tone work.
1: That's it's the same, it.
3: it's the same vibe. No, because yeah. the tone
0: yeah. of this. Is deathly serious, followed by weird joke.
3: Yeah, it's, uh, and I think that's is, a great
0: tone. It it sets. It sets. It's.
3: It is. It. And this was my problem with the the first season, the first part. The tone is all over the place, and it. It. They very clearly couldn't like. It's. It's very dark. Like especially this episode gets really dark. Uh. And and depressing. Yes, it does. And, yes, and then they're like, well, what if we just like have a, have like the world's worst pun that can barely be considered a pun. Then that'll keep it, keep it cheeky. Uh, and in reality, it's like, no, no one is happy. No one's happy with the pun. No one's happy with the, although I guess 90% of Rotten Tomatoes is happy. But, but yeah, this is honestly like when it first started that first, the first scene in this, I, I had some hope. I, I wanted to see this, this baby Teela backstory. I did like that. That that t- okay. So this is a uh, ep-
0: uh, part 2 episode 1 Cleaved in Twain, available currently on Netflix. And uh, the opening scene Cleft it was my favorite scene twain. of the entire episode. What is it?
2: Cleft in Twain.
0: <laughs> cleaved in twain. cleaved That's how you, in twain that type. What are you talking what? about, Chan? What? What?
3: The title of the episode is in fact cleaved in Twain, Chan. Are you serious? Are you going to correct uh, me and be 100%. wrong? That'd
0: oh be my all god! The points. This is the best episode of this fucking, show we've they ever can't had. Get the fucking
2: grammar in the sh- show titles, right?
0: <laughs> you know why, Chan? Subverting expectations. How about that? No, I expect I, it to be shit.
3: Here's the thing: I'm googling it right now because Chan is right. Grammatically, it's incorrect, but. It's on Urban Dictionary. It says the best fucking thrash metal band to come out of New Zealand.
2: <clears throat> oh, boom! Cleaved in twenty. Yeah,
3: yeah. Turn, so maybe,
0: it's maybe your tune maybe, now. Yeah.
2: All right. You know what? I'm gonna look them up, and I will get back to you next week uh, with <laughs> what I think about the band.
3: Uh, yeah. Chan's gonna. Chan's gonna. You're gonna go down a rabbit hole, and then you're gonna be one of the anti-vaxxer. <laughs> like people, except in this case, you're going to be like, look, all I'm saying is Masters of the Universe Revelations is well-crafted. I, I I know it's not popular to say, but where are you getting your reviews from? Are you getting the, your reviews from the mainstream media? Because that's the problem. <laughs> I
0: mean, uh, look, he- I all of a sudden I just picture Chan now. Next week he says, Hey guys, how about instead of a cartoon we watch this documentary from this great band, Cleaved and Twain? I'm really
3: into them. Uh, you know what I will say, the first like the first like two minutes of this, or however many, many minutes it is, when they cause like basically Man at Arms does a recap and they use the OG animation at, and the like the OG animation style and character mm-hmm. designs. And I was really into that the fact that when he is like man at arms is basically saying like, this is what happened. This is how magic left Eternia and they're showing it in flashbacks, but instead of actually showing footage from this new cartoon, they are showing the original eighties character designs for all of them. So when we see them on the battlefield, Mm -hmm. it is the totally hulked up like eighties, tiny waisted men. They all look like the action figures that we all have. And I thought that that was a cool. I love when they play with styles in in cartoons, like play with different drawing styles. So yes. that was very cool. And then it goes into like a little bit of a, a little bit of Tila a Tila flashback and that was cool. So I had I honestly was like, "Oh, they they fixed it in season 2. They fixed it." <laughs> and then and then from that point on it goes into the very weird like all over the place tone that makes it feel like 10 different people worked on like, like from one line to the next, it was like different people.
0: And before, before we even like get to the first scene, I did have one thing I wanted to say because uh, the, the, the show opens with like an explanation and like an intro that like tells you about the world but this described the world at the beginning of part 1 which has now drastically changed and shifted leading into part 2 meaning that none of this intro material still applies anymore honestly so why is it even there
3: no that's not
0: i mean it's still oh the powerful just... he-man although like he-man isn't even there anymore L- you know
3: yeah he is
0: what are you talking he's about? He's not the ma- but we already know he's not the main focal point. So when they designed the whole thing to say this world revolves around He-Man, if you've seen part 1, you look at it, you go, not really anymore. He died. He lost his sword. Look, there's a
3: lot there's a lot wrong with this episode, but this recap was not not one of them.
0: That recap is old news. That is like reading a newspaper from 2015 and deciding That's, it's do still you think current. What the
3: recap is, dude. You're like, oh, I want, I want a recap of things that haven't happened yet.
0: Why didn't they recap what happened in part one? That's the recap that I needed right there.
3: I think if, Chan, and if Chan the Braves, went did, to the
0: underworld,
3: they did. That's what I want. They, they recapped some of it. They're not going to go through every story beat in a well, recap.
2: To be fair, uh, I believe there was, um, I believe in the diatribe delivered by skeletor a little later that goes on for i don't know 18 of the 25 minutes of this show uh it's long it, he covers all of that too he is doing the exposition recap oh, you know of this, season
3: one <laughs> you know what i so, take it all back uh, don't this is good writing. make fun of that skeletor voice here's
2: the thing man i love mark hamill and he is having a grand old time with this as well he should and I appreciate that he is having fun and I'm glad he had fun. Cause he's but the only one having fun. Words that he's saying. <laughs> yeah. I, I,
3: w- I will say that there's no, there's no joy in this, in this remake that that's, that's like one of my problems is no literally no one. It's so dour and it's so depressing that, and then and then they're like, oh, let's let's like let, we'll throw in a bad pun. But that doesn't that makes it worse. It's like someone like <laughs> mugging you and then murdering you and then just being like, oh, boy. oh I'll, I'll uh, hope you have a good night. I uh, get it because you're not going to because you're probably going to die. It's like just fucking kill me, man. <laughs> like either either like harmlessly mug me and make some jokes or just kill me, but you can't like kill me and then and then make a joke. And that's what this cartoon feels like. It's trying to do. It's trying to be like. It's trying to be like oh, okay, like we're gonna be. Uh, let's depress the shit out of you for a while to the point where you're like, why am I watching this? And then we'll we'll put a badly worded pun in there. And Then we'll go back to depressing you.
2: There's,
3: there's just, no no, no me- one's having it. No one's having any fun. No one's having any fun. They-
0: they create this very grim, dark world of very, you know, uh, gray morality, and it's very dour and depressing, like you said. And then every so often, they'll just decide one character in in this moment uh, will just decide that uh, they're hilarious. And then we'll just go right back to being grim, dark again. And you're right, tonally, it's very, very strange. Now, this opening scene, uh, we reveal, and we get the thing we've been talking about, like, you know, uh, who could have possibly seen this coming? It turns out that Tila is the daughter of the sorceress, and man at arms. The thing that they heavily implied 97 times in no, episode. They said that at the part end one. of
3: at the end of part one, they said it.
0: Oh, did they actually say the quiet part out loud at the end of it? I honestly probably checked out by then.
3: Yeah, yeah. She she the sorceress says like my daughter okay. or some crap like that. And uh, I don't even remember that. But here's the so
0: it's this whole moment of essentially like the baby's there and the sorceress is like, I'm gonna go. And uh, go into my destiny to be the sorceress. I'm going to descend into the castle and the waters. Duncan, man at arms. You got to take care of Tila. I'm out bees. And then she's just like checks out and everybody's crying. And it was honestly, it was honestly a pretty good scene. I liked it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. This was good. Like young Duncan can fucking get it. That dude is hot AF. Uh. And and you know, there there's it's a it's a nice little um, like emotional moment uh where the sorceress goes into the magic waters, like Ray said to to and Mm -hmm. she cries into them. Which let me tell you, if this does not become a plot point of she was never really gone because she she mixed her DNA with the essence of this water or whatever, like then that's some bullshit. Because honestly, like
2: all you got to do is mix your DNA with the magic water to be live forever because I got some plans. Let me tell you what right now. She, I
3: mean, she like the fact that she cried into it and the camera focused on it as it mingled with the magic waters.
2: I was expecting it to do some did. sort of like magical thing like a bling, and it that, didn't. that's so what I'm like, saying.
3: Okay, I hope that they I hope that this is Chekhov's tier that they're setting up. Because spoiler alert, she dies in this episode, but then I was like, oh what? shit, okay, they're going to have her, this is how she's going to be able to come back because she was never really gone because a part of her was sort of sustained in this magic, but then they then they sort of have her appear as a ghost and like dissipate, so I don't know if they're not going to do it, but I'm here to tell you, hire me for season three or, or part three or whatever, and I'll fix all these <laughs> flaws.
2: Part three of season one, you mean?
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: We're going to get paid below scale.
0: One.
3: <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, those um, bitches yeah. are already getting paid below WGA scale. So, you know.
0: Well, so we then cut back to the present where now we have the end of season one. Essentially. Oh, real quick, Yes, Skeletor- yes. I yes.
2: Uh, understand the name of Tila's mother uh, based on the captions because uh, uh, it doesn't show up in IMDb is Tila Na Tila dash N a.
3: Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: So like her name is Tila. Tila's mom is what that is. That's, that's oh, what they went with. They,
0: they turned to the writer and they said, uh, so is the sorceress's name also Tila? And the writers went nah. And then they're just like, cool. Oh, we got it. God. I
2: feel like they uh they were like uh, hey, uh what's the, what's the name of the, uh Tila's mother? I was like moms don't have names. I call my mom mom and she doesn't <laughs> have a name. So we we'll just call her Tila ma. Like that's really on the nose. Can we just ch- I don't know, Tila na. Like fine, whatever, man. Oh. I don't know what kind of weird ass relationship you have with your mother.
3: Oh, you probably don't even I don't like that. Anymore. I don't like that. That implies um, that the sorcerer named her daughter after her herself, and I don't like that.
2: What what's wrong with that? Is it? I mean, I, that's I, the I story knew of the somebody who she
0: was named after her mother, and I always thought that was a little bit weird. The, uh, 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 there was a brother and sister, and they were both named after both of their parents, and I was just yeah, like, why would you I, I do that to your family?
3: You know what it is? It's some white people nonsense because it's it's it definitely like was. it's it, it it's. And I mean, it it is, but it's like, give them their own identity or change it a little bit or something, or like, give it my, like my parents, my middle name is, is my mom's name. But like, you know, only, only certain specific white people make like a, the second and the third or a junior. I
2: mean, if her name were Tila Jr., I'd be all about it.
3: (laughs) Is this is
0: this a weird time to mention that I'm the II? Is this a weird time to mention that? <laughs> yes, that is a true statement.
3: I don't. I'm not in favor of it. I just think like it, it's it's they already have your last name. Like your your ego is sufficiently stroked. Don't. There's no no need for more. Like putting your stamp on. Tal- Italians don't do that. <laughs> Oh yeah, Italians will never do that. They, they they I mean they don't usually.
0: Uh listen, Anthony Sabato Jr has something to say to you about that.
3: First of all, Antonio Sabato Jr is not Italian. <laughs> He's like Spanish <laughs> or something.
0: Um yeah, like Christopher Columbus. Thank you. What? Or should what I, I call him, sure, him Christopher, Christopher Columbus one, right? Jr? He was Spanish, you mean like all of the rape Italian. babies
2: that he he left behind? They're calling them all Christopher Columbus Junior.
3: Mm, oh man, love those rape babies.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh shit! He so anyway,
0: is Thomas Italian. Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he's Italian,
2: Gino. What are you talking about? I was wondering where Michael you were Jr. going
3: with that. I, I didn't. I didn't think he was. I he's had his claim Gina. He's a weird, he's like. He's a weird, like creepy Trump dude. That when he was in the movie The Big Hit, which I saw like three times in theaters, sure. I loved him. And then all of a sudden, it turned out he was like a kook.
2: Uh, show of hands, how many people here uh, thought that uh, Gina had Antonio Sabato Jr.'s face on her wall as a poster <laughs> as a child? I'll oh, put my hand.
0: Thousand right. percent. Yes.
2: Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm I am genuinely shocked about this.
3: I was not a I was not a boys on my wall uh girl I had like a Kermit
2: in your dungeon.
3: I had a Yeah 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 now <laughs> now I do. Uh uh no but I was like I had like a Kermit the Frog <laughs> in a fake Calvin Klein ad thing. <laughs> But I did the only one that I ever did, That's which right. was like a friend gave it to me because they, she knew that I had a big crush on him was like it was a Christian Slater poster for a little period of time. But mm. other than that, I was not a I was not a pop magazine reading preteen or teen girl who would then put stuff. I had like, a, you know, a collage of Starburst rappers that I'd made in art class on my wall and all right. Gina, things like you
2: Really trying to bury it, but I heard it and I'm going to bring it up. Yeah. That when we're talking about putting sexy whatever's on your wall, (laughs) whatever you're into, uh Kermit the Frog in his in his you know like reporter outfit, that's fine. Kermit (laughs) the Frog, you know, is like dressed like a director or whatever. Kermit the Frog in a Calvin Klein ad is one hundred percent the most fuckable Kermit. (laughs) So I heard that, they were, they and were I know big what you're at cover the
3: time, up. and it was like a funny parody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah. was. It, I, he's wearing. You know what it is? He's wearing jeans, and you could see like his his Calvin Klein underwear waistband, and it's in black and mm-hmm. white, and it's shot like those ads mm-hmm. that were big when I was yes. like twelve or something like mm-hmm. that. And I thought it was hilarious, and it was on my wall for years.
2: hmm Yes. I think mm-hmm. my parents hilarious. probably still
3: have it somewhere.
2: No, 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 no. I just bought these Playboys for the hilarious <laughs> jokes inside.
3: Look, I and had the, that.
2: Oh, they're naked that, women? I had no idea.
3: Wow. I had that Kermit poster on my wall for the articles, Chan.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I have no doubt.
0: Oh, my. Uh, no notes on this section either. This is all perfect. <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> all on brand and all perfect and uh let's keep moving forward um before gina then has to next defend christian slater uh as well but you know the star of cuffs i'm not gonna fight it he's sexy
1: wait he's not he's
3: not like a weird trumpy guy is he because he still works so. he's in that show with pacey from dawson's creek dr death or something or dr doom
2: doctor okay Neither of those are things. <laughs> Doom, uh, I
3: remember I that sitcom
0: with Christian Slater and Doctor Doom. Yes, yeah, set in Latveria, <laughs> and it's wonderful. They're I both, think there's
3: they're a show called Private Doctor Death.
2: And I I remember the show where uh, Christian Slater gains 140 pounds to become <laughs> Doctor Death, Steve Williams, the famous professional noticed, wrestler yes. who had quite a career in in Japan.
3: I'm telling you, it's if I like this is a show that exists. Hmm. And it's yeah. on right now you know, th- and and it's gonna be called Dr. Death. I will I I will I'm no, gonna, you know what?
2: You know what, Ray, keep going. Uh <laughs> yeah. Gina, keep I, Googling Antonio Sabato Jr. butt <laughs> yes. and yes. I will Thank look you. up uh Dr. Nope. Death.
3: It's called Dr. Man. Death. Oh my god, I'm totally right. Dr. Death. It's him and Pacey from Dawson's Creek. Slash Mighty Ducks, like Dr. Death, TV Jen, Who could forget? Who could forget? I, you know, I, I was at the Deadline <laughs> Contenders event this weekend and it was one of the panels, so I knew I could not be that far off. Did you tell Christian Joshua Slater Jackson, you had his picture Christian on your wall? Slater, Joshua Jackson, Christian Slater, Alec Baldwin 2021 miniseries. It's supposed to be very good.
2: Well, kudos to him for gaining all that weight. <laughs> I guess, uh, The story needs to be told.
3: No one understands your wrestling (laughs) things.
0: Chad, who could forget the episode where uh, the after school uh, special when Dr. Doom had to pull him aside and tell Christian Slater he was too stiff, man. Yeah, that was that was for about two people in our audience, but they loved it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Ray got Ray gets it.
0: You know like what? It. When are we starting the Dr. Yeah. Death Steve Williams uh, podcast? I think that's
3: uh... <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. You guys have a lot of time in your life for,
0: it works. for a new it podcast. It works until Steve Williams finds out about it. And then, then the podcast is over. <laughs> the Larry Oto. Um. Anyway, so Skeletor has won. He has won the day. He's come back. He stabbed He-Man. And, and he goes on roughly a 22-minute monologue. And I just wrote down here, I am completely lost. I don't know what's even happening anymore. Why is he still talking? Why is nothing <laughs> happening in this episode? He's just gloating and laughing and making fun of people and trying to look powerful. And none of it effing matters, you know? And then finally, uh, uh, as if a, a break to the audience prince adam stands up and goes i will face you i am adam and he is cringer and then cringer jumps from the sky i don't know where the fuck he came from he jumps from the sky and attacks skeletor uh, thus allowing all the uh, uh, imprisoned heroes to become free and then skeletor has a big old battle against man-at-arms that does not go well for man-at-arms at all
3: okay first of all uh if anything happens to cringer i'm out like if his spine gets broken or something like that i I'm, still I'm... wouldn't
0: do that oh
3: Here, here's the thing this show does a lot of stuff because they don't know what they want their tone to be so i could picture them breaking cringer's spine and then oh being God. like oh he's he's paralyzed now uh 100
2: because they're taking like the, their uh biggest nods to nostalgia are to like bring out uh, characters like hey remember you, this guy you had this action figure and then they immediately kill them yes. yeah, yeah. Them multiple times yeah So, like it's, breaking creatures back is absolutely a thing they would do
3: yeah it's very it's very like I think at some point maybe the pitch for this was like what if we what if we like, uh, you know, like turn nostalgia on its head? But I think that like people just didn't really know how to do it. So then they were just like, let's just make it depressing as fuck. But there's <laughs> at some point, like the, the tonal shift is is very clear to me. At some point, someone says more like a weakened.
2: Yep, that is Skeletor. A- yeah. Can you uh... play
3: that? Say, do you have it by any chance?
2: <laughs> Let me see.
0: Sorceress.
3: You've awakened
0: more, more like a weekend. Oof. I
3: yeah. mean, give me a break, man. <laughs> like ag- again, it's it's like here's the thing. There's there's different versions of He-Man that like like the movie was campy and and like the original had like had the nostalgia factor, but none of those it it, it feels like someone like made a lasagna and was like, you know, it's great. Fucking lasagna is great. And everyone's like, yeah, lasagna is great. And it's like, what does everyone love about lasagna? They love noodles. They love sauce. Oh, crap. You know what else is really good? Chocolate eclairs are really good. Okay. So we're going to make a lasagna, but like, let's fucking slap a chocolate eclair in there. And then someone's like, I don't, that sounds like it would taste bad. And also like probably melt and ruin your pots. And they're like, yeah, you know what might fix it? some dog shit. Should we put some dog shit in there to fix it? And it's like at at some point just pick a lane. Make it make it a campy yeah. remake with nods to the original or but like there was I remember I think it was like a sketch cram pitch that someone pitched when it was like when Riverdale was coming out. And they were trying to make, like, sexy, dark, gritty reboots of everything. And, like, someone came in and was pitching, like, okay, so it's a pitch session. And it's, like, a sexy, dark, gritty reboot of Garfield. (laughs) And then, like, there's a sexy, dark, gritty reboot of, like, the Ziggy comic. And it just got, like, to be more and more ridiculous. And I feel like that's what this is. I feel like this is, like, someone was like, oh, what if we did, like, a gritty reboot of He-Man and the Smurfs and this and that. And, like, just, like did a sketch of it without actually knowing what they were doing.
2: Yeah. I hate it.
3: I hate (laughs) it. And that pun is like a great, it's like, oh, cool. We just stabbed this dude. We're showing a gaping wound. He's going to make a pun. Cringer might break his spine. (laughs) These two characters are going to turn into demons and their souls are going to be trapped. All right. Let's just put it all in a pot and put some dog shit in it.
0: I just pictured Gina wearing like a, a party hat with one of those like uh, noisemaker party things, you know, that you blow into and then it unrolls and I just pictured Gina being like, all right, you fucks, let's do all this depressing shit. And then we're all going to die, you know, like that's how that's how I picture Gina watching this show now.
3: Yeah, yeah, it makes me angry. I want it to be good. I loved the original. I fucking love the movie. Like I'm one of those people that I I think the movie movie is great. Like I, I think it's, I think it's great. I love Gwildor walking around eating chicken and like not realizing like that he's eating ribs and it's an animal. I think it's hilarious. Uh, uh, This is none of those things. This doesn't. (laughs) This doesn't pick a lane so
2: okay. i yeah. have no attachment particularly to the original like i know of it and i did watch it but like i don't have any particular love for it and i never really had any of the toys uh but i am willing to to get on board like Shiro's is one of my favorite series of the past 10 years so and and i had zero uh attachment to that and they made something that was that worked that i, I imagine it worked for people who enjoyed shira uh uh, as kids, and, and can enjoy it as adults, and this just is there's nothing, is no the animation is good. Like I, I like mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. Uh, Adam's like coughing up blood. I'm like, ah oh, man, this is vintage anime. I love this. Okay, yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever. good look, yeah. Uh, and then just like, b- but it doesn't match up with the the story or the writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
3: it's. I, I mean, I mean, when we here's a here's a little peek behind the tv writing curtain here when you write an episode of tv you sort of have to like produce that that episode which basically means you go to a crap ton of meetings and one of the meetings that you go to is called a tone meeting and that's when like you sit in the room with the director and a bunch of other like you know the dp and a bunch of other important people and you go through what the tone of a scene is so that like everyone is sort of on the same page because that's how important tone is. Because if you write a scene and maybe maybe the words are a little bit dark, but you're intending for something slapsticky to be going on in the background, the director needs to know, oh, by the way, it, even though it looks like it's heavy because they're talking about like their their dead mom or whatever, you know, it's it's supposed to be funny. So everyone needs to be on, that's how important tone is. And for me, this is, this is, I just can't get past it. And, and here's the thing, like the writing itself might even be good. Like the actual, I mean, not the puns, they're crap, but like the, the words that they're saying might, might be good. I just can't tell because the tone is so like disconcerting, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's like a hot guy like just like with really bad facial hair like you're just like I can't like you might be hot under under that weird like facial hair pattern you have going on but until that's taken care of I cannot pay attention to anything else
2: This is why oh, I, I have a beard by the way right because <laughs> wow. I'm afraid yeah. that uh too many women will see <laughs> uh yeah. the the attractiveness underneath and just throw themselves at me. But this way they have to say, <laughs> like, I'm, I can't be sure. I can't tell. So I'd better not do that and possibly ruin a, a marriage and a family. And, you know, he's probably got a child, you know, the normal.
0: I feel that it's it's not that I don't want to shave for six weeks straight. It's that I just need to be like, back off, ladies. Yep. 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 Ray gets Ten it and gets it. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so Sorceress is not at full power. She teleports all the heroes away and then Skeletor murders the Sorceress. Straight up kills her. Uh, wow. Adam is that we, we got, uh, we don't really have a moment to reflect on this though, because they immediately whisk us away. And one of the things that Gina complained about is that you don't have time to reflect on anything before the show just says, okay, let's keep moving. Um, and so yeah, Adam also, is down and he's is, hurt and he's stabbed. Yeah. Also,
3: like, this is another thing that I complained about in the first season, but like, they, they definitely, they don't let anything, yeah, they don't let anything emotionally sit. But also because we just found out that she's Tila's mom, we don't, like, for the rest of the characters, there's no emotional, there's no emotional moment. Like, this woman is a virtual stranger to pretty much everyone except for man at arms like but like imagine if they had spent an episode in a flashback of like her meeting man at arms them falling in love her sort of being tortured because she knows that her destiny is to leave her finding out that she's pregnant and being like really happy about it but explaining to him imagine if they had done all of this and imagine if they had like put in some some backstory of like Tila's always sort of had dreams about her, her, like what she remembers of her mom, which maybe isn't much. Maybe it's just her eyes. Imagine seeing an episode of that and and then watching her die instead of like this, like we get a minute of a backstory of her leaving Tila and leaving Man at Arms and like that's sort of it. And then and then she dies, and Man in Arms is like, No, you no one knows this, but I was so in love with you. Be sad for me. And like mm-hmm. Tila sort of being like, All right, I mean, who the fuck are you, lady? Like, I know you as a sorcerer. Like, I just, I just <laughs> there's like things that they could that they could have done that then when you see it, you're like, fuck, they were finally reunited. After like Tila spent years sort of just dreaming in snippets of her mom. And she only gets like a moment to tell her she loves her. And then that's it. Like it would be just so much more emotionally resonant. I feel like these are, I think I probably said this exact same thing last season, but I feel like these are people who like (laughs) have seen TV and sort of know how it works, but it's like, they've seen videos of chefs, but have never actually cooked.
0: (laughs) You've watched a ton of master chef, but you've never once actually been in a kitchen and then you go for it. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. like Like you sort of, you sort of know some things like, you know, that killing off a family member is an emotional moment, but if you're not showing backstory that leads up to why we emotionally care about it, we don't care about it.
0: I know I need to blanch these green beans, but I don't know where the water comes from.
2: Ray's still on the cooking show kick, so don't worry I'm about gonna him. I'm going to be
0: thinking about food. I'm very hungry right he's, now, guys. I need a no. full disclosure. Or, I didn't eat He's already
2: uh, pitching in his head a uh, a, a competition cooking show <laughs> where people watch episodes oh. of Master Chef but have never been in the kitchen and then go like into he- the kitchen and try and
0: cook. I like it. Yeah, deal. Uh, I'll host. Let's go.
3: Here, here's the thing: Ray's gonna be dreaming about this for a while, and then finally, when he's reunited with his cooking show, it's gonna die in front of him, and everyone's no. gonna be like, "Oh shit, we care about this." Because and then Gina's gonna be in the background, being
0: like, "Gina's gonna be in the background, being like, that was totally off."
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's just to be
0: expected. Um, so okay. Adam is down. Still, we gotta oh, we gotta get through this of- thing. Oh, my
2: God. Hey, 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 hey. What did I say? What did I say? Before we even started, I said, you're going to try and get out early, but I'm going to drag this out like when a Skeletor's goddamn exposition dumps (laughs) and I'm sticking to it. There are two
0: no's
2: back to back. There's the one that Skeletor does when they disappear. He's like, no. And you're like, oh, God, fucking Darth Vader. Okay, whatever. And then immediately after that fucking uh sorcerers dies and man and i was like no i'm like seriously once is too many two right back to back you're just being uh uh i don't know what the word is i have no words for how terrible that is that's it i'm done
0: oh i thought you were gonna play it for us I was waiting what? for the Why sound. Why would you. I do that? No. Because you absolutely just not a vocal an audio thing that would happen on a show that does drops of audio uh, things. I assumed it. our listeners would get what? to hear it too. Why am, am, uh. am I am I crazy? Gina, am, am I wrong? You were waiting
2: for uh, it yeah, too, right? I
3: mean, yeah.
2: God damn it. Good, fine. Fine for you, the audience. No, there's Skeletor. <laughs> and now here is Man at Arms. No! So Ooh. who did it better, you guys? Man Mark at Arms Hammond was, was a little
3: Cannon? bit longer. He knew he had to, he knew he had to he's got better airflow in his lungs, I think.
2: He knew yeah, he had his, to his manage the emotional burden that the writers didn't bother <laughs> handling. Like, all oh, right, I need to convey My sorrow because no one fucking bothered to put it in the script.
0: (laughs) I like this no. I bet you. I bet you. Here's the deal. I bet you that the actual script is the word "no" with like a five paragraph parentheses explaining all the hurt in the "no," and it just is conveyed by the actor because they won't tell us. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. that's how it works, right? Gina, you've done that. Yeah. G.I. Joe will return after these messages.
1: My Skeletor, have another warrior named Whiplash!
0: Battle Armor He-Man and Skeletor, Whiplash and Buzz-Off, each sold separately.
1: And I, uh, He-Man, have a powerful wing warrior named Buzz-Off! So it's the super sting of Buzz-Off! Against the vicious tail of Whiplash! Ha ha! Now, may the mightiest warrior win!
0: off and whiplash figures are new from the masters of the universe collection other action figures also sold separately from mattel now back to gi joe
3: yo real okay. fast have we gotten to have we gotten to it's time for this mist to meet my fist yet
2: <laughs> we have not uh, we're we are to not there even that's close. very soon because uh, we got to well, talk okay. about this we got to talk about the next thing. Let's. Chan-, keep- Chan
3: said we're not even close. Ray said we're very close. Tonally, this Here's podcast you. is all over the place. All
2: over the place.
0: <laughs> you guys, we're very close in the in the framing of. I barely took any notes because so little was actually happening in this episode. So it feels yeah, like we're very I, I very mean, close.
3: I pretty much just wrote down from one pun to the the next intercut <laughs> with like angry rants yeah. about not understanding tone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well undercutting undercutting the fact that the sorceress just died and everybody's upset about it. We get ghost sorceress almost immediately in the next scene and then healing hands. Uh, Tila gives to Adam cause she's got sorceress power too. surprise. And Here's so, the thing. Uh, uh, my uh, favorite part uh, about right
2: this, this is that, uh, uh, she, you know, the, the magic comes gushing out of her hands like they do. Uh, and the wound gets magically healed. And then for some reason, the magic just zips up his blouse like
3: yeah, that I, yeah. Like, you <laughs> just left that open <laughs> that what about? the fuck yeah i i actually that that was like i i that was super weird because like basically he gets stabbed she teal tears his, his blouse open and then like heals the gaping wound so his his blood gets sucked back in and i was just like all right that's that's a very considerate ghost, like that's a that's some considerate ghost magic uh <laughs> you know because because I often think about this and they made a they made a they they had sort of a running a running gag about it on on Luke Cage, but I often think about like you know when when people are are sort of invulnerable but they're and they're getting shot like you're still fucking up your clothes a lot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh so this ghost magic. Sews back together his his clothes, which is very considerate, and I mean, also he like gets like, the blood outfits. out. I don't want to do that. There's there's yeah. no blood either. They clean. they dry clean it. They there's sew it Oxygen up. Shit. I like it.
2: Mm, I mean, I, I what, like
3: it, but it's very weird.
2: <laughs> you know who's not happy is the Eternian version of Ross because I feel like they have to go to Ross a lot to to replace the clothes <laughs> that get torn. Constantly oh, referring to Ross I definitely
3: thought you meant Ross find... from friends as opposed to I did Ross too. Dress for Less. Gina,
2: I make you a promise. <laughs> I will never <laughs> ever reference friends.
3: Okay. I now ever. we have did to you, now we have wait to wait a minute. Whoa. Uh, we have to force Chan to reference friends. Wait a minute. I like how Chan was just about to
0: say, why would I reference Ross from Friends as if referencing Ross dress for less was any better. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> I I had never even I didn't even see like I think Ross Dress for Less is maybe a West Coast thing because I sure as hell did not know what it was when I moved out here and I will tell you what I went into one and immediately turned back around. All right, I uh, love
2: Ross, Ross Dress, Dress for less, less.
0: How dare you?
3: It's, how dare it's you? It's terrible.
2: Something for us West Coast poors. All right, that's uh... it.
3: Is it is there was a there was a great when I was writing for the CBS Showcase there was a great sketch that someone wrote about a Ross dress for less. And it was like the, the employee training. And it was basically just like, you know, them training their employees and they're like, all right, it's time to start our day. So the first thing we do is take all the clothes off the hooks and drop them on the ground. And then one of the employees is like, one of the employees is like, Hey, you know what we should do with this pair of shoes? Separate them so you could only find one shoe and it was very funny yeah. and everything that was said i was like that is my that is my experience every time i have ventured into a ross
2: listen miss moneybags some of us
3: yeah, wow. don't have
2: the option of going to a mervyns <laughs> Or a JC okay? I don't okay. know what Mervin's
3: is, but I know that in New Jersey, we had Kmart's, and there oh were never God. piles of clothes on the ground at Kmart, but the prices were wow. to die for.
2: Gina repping Kmart. There's three Kmart's left in the world, and that's the that's the uh, shingle she's going to hang.
3: It's because they paid their employees extra to pick the clothes up off the floor and hang them off.
2: And you know what? Was that a good choice? I don't know. How many fucking Rosses are there out there? Hundreds. Thank you. I, you know
3: what? I bet there's comparable. I bet there's co- a comparable amount of Kmart's to Rosses. I just think maybe not in California. No,
2: Gina, literally. No, They there have are all like shut no down. K- except Kmart for went three. under.
3: Well, there's. There I watched there a already. documentary about the last blockbuster, and that place is thriving.
2: <laughs> the one blockbuster, yes, yes, yeah,
3: it is. It was a good documentary. No, wait, the
2: one blockbuster
0: closed. I thought. Wait a minute.
3: No, no, they. Didn't the last. No. Too? This this do, unless this documentary lied to me, it is still. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess it's possible it closed during COVID, but but no, if it closes, I mean, I will have watched a documentary for nothing, on a plane. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what uh, for nothing? What do you do you like watch a Holocaust documentary and like uh, they're all dead now? Well, pff, <laughs> what did I watch that for? I don't think you know how what how documentaries work, Gina.
3: <laughs>
2: Look, if I'm, you're going to do a whole right documentary
3: now. making me fall in love with the people who own this one doc with this one blockbuster. And then, just, and then at the end of the documentary, you're going to be like, hey, good news. It's doing great. And then a year later, it's going to shut down. I am going to come and find those documentary makers.
0: Okay. For making uh, you it's feel still feelings. Around. I was wrong. <laughs> it's called The Last Blockbuster in Bend, Oregon. And it mm-hmm. is the last. It's still as of 2022. So I'm going to accept Wikipedia on this. It is still around. I had honestly thought it had closed. I was wrong. I'm
3: I'm telling you, you guys would there's a lot of like funny comedians that sort of drop by this place and you guys would enjoy it. And I'm I'm not like a huge documentary person. Uh but this is great. This is like this woman has like sort of like run this blockbuster forever and everyone in town because of course it's in Bend, Oregon. Have and and like you see her getting calls in real time of like other stores shutting down and then being like, bad news. You're like, you're you and the other three stores are the last four stores. And then like she's like one of the last three stores and then she's the last store. Oh, and man. as soon as they become the last store, all these people are like, fuck, we better fly to the last blockbuster. Let's plan a vacation to Bend, <laughs> Oregon. And it's so, awesome. It's a really good documentary. So,
0: my question is though, when that happened, uh, and you've seen the documentary, does that blockbuster location get the quickening? Uh
3: yes, it it there can be only one. They do uh they they get powers in the form of all the costume swag that was at the other blockbusters, then get shipped oh, to this blockbuster.
2: Wow.
3: Yeah, yeah. So Very they big. have some stuff, they have some stuff on display. And they get, and then people go there, influencers and such.
0: I gotta push this plot forward because we still have more to do than I'm comfortable with. You mean the, uh,
3: the last towards that? Okay, yeah, that's a great. So- no, let's
2: talk
0: about. Uh, I mean, <laughs> no,
2: there's a lot we got to cover about Holocaust documentaries. Uh, let's start with Showa. Um
0: the biggest problem is all that they're so tonally off. You know, I don't need all those puns in my Holocaust documentary. It was weird. It no was weird. You. I'm
2: not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Shouldn't I'm not going to make dressed? one because that would more be more like shitless fist. Thank am I right? Now, here's the deal. Mark do the narration for We're about, for, uh... we're about to get to the missed fist pun. I'd like to, but real quick, plot <laughs> point because I liked this. This is the one part in this like Oasis oh, God. in an episode no. I did not like. Which I is see
2: where what's
0: skeletor, coming and i don't want this no nope. skeletor uh, uh zaps evil in and says uh there's no sorceress we need a sorceress congrats you're the new sorceress oh bad news you're now confined to castle Grayskull. you got all this power but you can't leave this castle oh well and then he, they, he, they take away man-at-arms and i was like that's kind of cool that skeletor would f over the person who got him here and was loyal to him all the time because that's who he is. He's the scorpion, what, the scorpion and the frog? Is that the one?
3: Yeah. Uh, uh, (laughs) The the
0: parable? He's the scorpion who can't resist effing over everybody despite the fact these people are on his side. And I kind of like that as a character moment. I like that as a plot moment. I just liked this moment, and I didn't like a lot of the stuff around it, but this part was cool.
2: Fair. Yeah, yeah.
0: But what were you worried about I was gonna like, Chan? Was it the fist gag? Because I did like that too. No.
2: Child, no. child pornography? No, just before that. No. Oh. I mean, no, like I think we can all agree that child pornography is great and there should be more How of it. Dare you.
0: Um
2: I mean, that's what you keep messaging me, and I, you know, I decline those <laughs> messages, but they still keep showing up, and it's weird. I wish you would stop,
0: please. Listen, <laughs> listen, Madison Cawthorn, I'm not hearing <laughs> that from you. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious! Now we meet our two new friends, and I remember these guys: Clamp, Champ, and Fisto. You gotta love some Fisto. He's like Ram Man, but with a hand. I mean, that's basically his deal.
2: You're. We gotta talk about their entrance.
3: Yeah, when they're racist.
2: Yes. Woo Tang.
3: <laughs> oh my God! I did not notice that. Not pick up on Wu-Tang at all, no.
2: Did you, how could you not have? Who jumps down and upon landing says Wu, much less a second person jumping down next to them saying Tang. And the reason for this, obviously, if you watch the credits, is that uh Champ Clamp is played by Method Man.
3: Oh, which, I, okay, I like that.
2: I don't mind that. Okay. I, but, I
3: like that. I, I like that. Man. But I also feel like this show was written by someone who has severe ADD and is also very stoned.
2: Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this checks out so far. That and helps like them they're focus, going from Gina. like one thing that's focus. like, and like it
3: would. They're just like, you know, it would be cool. You know, what would be cool is like bringing in some old character. Oh shit! What if we like got? What if we got Method Man to play one of them? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Hey, is that pie ready? Oh shit! What if he like. Punches someone and says Wu-Tang. Yeah, I feel like everything in this is just a series of stoned guys going from one thing they think will be cool to the other, putting it together, not editing it or looking at tone.
2: <laughs> I mean, if you, yeah, were to ask me how this would, if you said that that is how this was made, I would be like, yes, 100%. <laughs> I do. I do couldn't disagree with you in any Look, point it all sounds 100 right
0: chent we got fisto on the show can you just give me the sound drop and you know the one i'm gonna ask for and can we just get this out of the way right now all right i'd sure like to fist him <laughs> i mean you knew i was gonna ask for it oh no
2: it was definitely I, marked I'm off. It
0: wasn't um, just <laughs> immediately i up.
2: marked it because it was one of the things that made me hurt <laughs> Inside,
0: so I knew it
2: would be wrong. I giggled to hear
0: uproariously. It. Oh my god. <sighs> and this is now there's just, there's, they get the heroes get teleported away from Skeletor, and you're like, oh, cool, brief respite. And then three minutes later, Skeletor just shows up with this hulking death cloud. It's literally insta-kill gas that he can direct. And he's on this like city that they're trying to evacuate, uh, Eternos, I believe. And, and then there's just these gas. Just, and it just it goes over you, and it's like, uh, 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 what is it, Raya the Last Dragon, where the gas covers you, except that it like turns you to stone, but here it turns you to dead, and it just turns all these people dead. And he's, and I he's mean, just I...
2: romping through this. The reference for me was, uh, heavy metal, the original cartoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Okay, fair, uh-huh. fair. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, you know, now that I have a four year old, my reference is going to switch from heavy metal to Raya the Last Dragon. That's yeah, just how no, it is. No, works. no.
2: Okay. Yep. Mm hmm. I get it, no, man. You know last I time I watched it. Heavy
0: Metal? was more than four years ago. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> Be a
3: fucking adult, man. Put your kid to bed and watch Heavy Metal. Damn it.
2: Uh, I would argue that watching Heavy Metal means that you're absolutely not an adult. That is absolutely a uh, thing you should be watching at 16 years old and whacking off to. And then you turn like 20. And you're like, okay, I'm glad that happened. And now I will never watch it again. <laughs>
3: No, wow. you gotta watch it to see right like what like. <laughs> plus, there was that South Park episode a few years back that was hilarious. That parodied it. I doubt no it. one wants to hear your uh,
0: South Park references, I, Gina. Jesus I, I doubt. I doubt it was hilarious. Um, it
3: was. <laughs> Kenny keeps thinking he's gonna see boobs because in the original movie they keep like promising boobs, but then not showing full boobs.
2: Wait, what? Which version of Heavy Metal have you watched? Because...
0: Heavy Metal 2000. The I, <laughs> the, I jerked the, the it to,
2: absolutely had boobs in it.
0: No, there was a lot of boobs in that. Copious um, boobs. I don't know what we're talking about right now. That's outrageous. Boobies for days. <laughs>
2: Boobies. Non-stop. Uh,
0: no, because Heavy Metal 2000 came out, and they were, like, just as edgy as the original. And it was the most PG shit you've ever seen. I have it on videotape somewhere. There's, like, one scene early on where they, like, pan across this desert, and these two aliens are, like, fucking... But, but you could, like, barely even see what's happening, and then, the, and then like, literally, that's it. There's no nudity <laughs> the rest of the entire movie, and I'm like, that's <laughs> not as edgy as the original. Maybe you don't understand why I'm here, Heavy Metal 2000.
2: <laughs> uh, no, they do, because the cover was uh, Simon Bisley uh, painting Julie Strain with enormous knockers. So, yeah, no, they yeah. know what you're there for. They're just not going to give it to you.
0: It was really embarrassing. <laughs> um. Okay, so this was just weird. The, the heroes are running from the gas monster. They run into like the palace or whatever, and then they close the door. And thank God that stops the gas. I don't really... <laughs> look, I'm no scientist, but Chan, how, how does this work as the resident science jerk of the show? How does I closing mean, the door stop the gas?
2: Look, you can hermetically seal a door. This is like the the palace, whatever, so sure. Yeah, yeah that's, I don't is, have a problem with that. Yeah,
3: this is a thick-ass, uh, thick ass door.
2: Also, though, you're skipping right over... Um... You gotta give us the line. I'm sorry,
0: you're right. We've been talking about it. It's time for this mist to meet my fist!
1: <sighs> Y'all thought it wasn't
0: real. It's real. It's real. Ugh. We're watching children die in the streets and Fisto's got, got jokes. It's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's not great uh there's a big fight i don't even have like literally like I, I very much lost interest in the episode at this point so i just wrote here gas monsters fight boom that's all i got i don't i couldn't tell yeah. you at this point what happened uh um, i watched it yesterday this is
2: when and, and clamp champ who uh Tila will call clamp champ uh his full name just like if I were to walk up to uh, you know, like when they're like, "Hey, what's up, Race to Canis. We're going to the you know the In and Out Burger or something like that." I would have. Uh, I would immediately think you...
0: you were a Terminator. I would immediately yeah. <laughs> run for my life. <laughs>
2: um and yeah, well, they like um kill they kill the the two dudes because uh, again yeah that's right like the, we we uh, we there's no reason for us to care about them except that maybe we had the toys uh, you know 30 years ago. So kill him right off. Who cares? Nobody cares. Um,
0: yeah. Oh, and so uh, Skeletor just shows up again because, like, you know, we don't get any reprieve from him. He's just winning this whole episode. He's going to keep on winning, goddammit. And he uh, he kills, you know, they kill the two, um, uh, Fisto and Clamp Champ. And, and he takes their souls and they make a, this is so fucking stupid. Look, like, I'm sorry. The narratively, this is so goddamn stupid. They make a whole point of it. They have a whole like scene and monologue and and backstory where they're like, well, these two heroes died heroically. So they get to go to the good place. And then Skeletor is immediately like, oh, are you telling that story about how they'll go to the good place? Well, I'm going to make sure they go to the bad place because I can do that now. Ha, ha, ha. And I'm just like, just fuck off with that. Why would you introduce a plot point just to immediately shit on it? I didn't care in the first place. I double don't care now. That made me mad. Yep. Gina, yeah, any thoughts I don't, on that?
3: I didn't, I didn't have enough emotional energy to be angry still at this point. I just know that in a second, I'm going to be worried for Cringer's health again. And. <laughs>
0: Well, OK, so we have like, hey, you guys, want to fight because I'm He-Man and I always wondered what would happen if I called the power of the power sword without actually holding the power sword. That was just my conduit. Now I have ultimate He-Man power and then he powers up as He-Man, but he's like a barbarian. He doesn't like have like he's like the Hulk now where he's like big and strong, but kind of loses himself into a savage realm. That's sort of the uh, the vibe I got. Uh, and then that's I mean- just the end of the episode. Skeletor had, looks very was, scared which I guess is good
2: he was naked except for a fur loincloth, cloth so like you can be forgiven for thinking that that was the case we'll we'll see because he hasn't actually talked yet he hasn't uh gone all unga bunga on us yet uh we shall yeah, see I, I in episode like two yeah I
0: feel like it's gonna be like I enhance my power but I lose a little bit of myself we're gonna use that trope a little bit right uh I, I'm wondering I don't know I'm not uh, I definitely like I thought I, I thought Fisto and Clamp Champ turning into monsters was kind of fun for about two seconds.
3: <laughs> I yeah, know. I mean, honestly, I thought that it was going to be because like they they turn into monsters and then Teal is sort of like, it's me like, uh, uh, you know, like come to your senses. And I was like, oh, is this going to be like sort of a little bit of a back and forth where he's like f- trying to fight the mist? Uh but none of that's none of that happens. He just no. stays a monster and then dies. No, none of it happens.
2: Nobody that's, cares. That
3: should be the, the tagline of this episode is just then none of it
0: happens. <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot, dot. You know, uh, that's too bad. It's a lot of cool <laughs> things that could have happened, and they just chose not to. So that's He-Man. That is it. That's He-Man. Part two, episode one. What is it? Cleaved in twain. Mm.
2: I looked it up and I could not find a New Zealand thrash metal band called Cleaved and Twain. So I'm calling double bullshit on this.
0: Maybe that's Shania Twain's uh, alt group. Maybe that's what that is.
2: Like her Chris Gaines. I could I could get into that.
0: Yeah, you know what? I'm done with that. Not always here for a Car- Garth Brooks reference, but you know what? I liked it. I <laughs>
2: anyway, mean, I'll hold y- it up. Y-
0: you got to keep up.
2: Both of you, Gina. Come on now. Chris Gaines, who doesn't love a good Garth Brooks reference?
3: I'm not the demo for that,
2: man. You think I am? (laughs) Yeah. I'm looking at a goddamn New Zealand thrash metal bands. (laughs) Garth Brooks is not my cup of tea.
0: What's sad is I am the demo for that. (laughs) What a disaster. (laughs) Anyway, that's our show. He-Man Masters of the Universe Revelations, uh, Part 2, Episode 1. I am committed to doing all five episodes of Part uh, 2. Uh, uh, if I can get the other people on board, and I don't see why not. Uh, often, they're, they're just looking for something to watch at the end of the day, and we're running out of time. So that's how I'm going to sneak these in every time we get to that position. I don't right, like at here some it is.
3: point... At some point, I'm going to like inevitably get hired on a season of this, and then someone is going to discover these episodes.
2: It's cool. We'll scrub them from the internet.
3: (laughs) Yeah, we're just going to
0: get that in our our group chat. It's just going to be, guys, I have a real serious favor to ask. (laughs) (laughs) I need you to wipe all existence of these, at least until the show is over. At least until my job in the show is over. (laughs) And then we'll go back and we'll watch them, and we'll get all the inside scoop.
3: I mean, I'm, right. I, I'm starting to feel guilty because I'm really not a, a publicly insult uh, 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 current writing uh, type person. But with this, I, no, I
0: think you're it. making fair points, Gina. I don't think I don't think you're going out. You're not going out of your way to shit on anything. And I think you're being very respectful. But there's just a lot of mistakes being made in front of you. And it's driving you crazy as somebody who knows it what you're talking about. And that's fair, too. Uh-oh.
2: I just don't understand why anybody would even be listening to this. <laughs> like it w- w- we have firmly established in the first half of the season that we do not care for it and there's not a whole lot more to go
0: into it continues to be awful. Yeah, but we don't care for it in different ways, moment to moment.
3: I feel like Chan and I if are pretty much on the Gaines same page about in there,
2: <laughs> I mean there is that and that does make me feel good. <laughs> Will it make anybody else feel good?
0: Probably not. You know, I bet Channing Sherman was all over it. I'm just going to say it right now. <laughs> Channing, you know well, what to send do. You, people t-shirts
2: you know how to reach out to us. From us.
0: Dude, can
3: we talk I about the pillow for pillowcases for
2: Sent out a goddamn pillowcase. Yeah, I, I thought,
3: thought that, talking that about was pillowcase was
2: awesome. Uh, I'm the not gonna lie. I made it more than us.
0: double the pillowcase <laughs> cost more than double any of the T. Actually, the pillowcase cost more than three times anybody else's order of a T-shirt. And it was on sale. It was so expensive. Love it.
2: Love it. And
0: I can't believe I. St- I didn't look into the prices when I said, yeah, man, pillowcase is great.
2: <laughs> I'm,
0: look it's great we love our patrons and we wanted to take care of them jrc thank you for sharing that pillowcase picture with us it's huge it's also double-sided which i thought was a little bit weird and it came with a pillow like this look our rt public store goes for it if you have room for a, <laughs> a knowing it's half the podcast pillowcase Wait, in your house this don't is a mind serious question. dropping
3: a princely sum are, are your pillowcases not double-sided
0: Mine are uh, usually if you get a logo pillowcase, it only comes on one side, and the other side is no, blank. No sir, that buy is them at Society
3: Six. Mine are all double sided, which is great because I like to rotate them.
0: Uh
2: My Totoro I mean- pillows that I think I got at Tokyo Market uh, are only single sided, but they only cost like six Thank bucks, you. so I ain't complaining.
3: Yeah, the Society Six ones are are all double sided.
0: I mean, here's the deal go go to go to our T Public store. You can find a uh, uh, probably in the description of this episode. If not, I should probably add that. Uh, <laughs> and go to our T Public store and uh, check it out. Like we have some great logos and designs, and and you can get that on a pillowcase for like only like one lung. Uh, donate one lung, and that's how you get it. It's expensive, but I like it. Nice.
2: High Look, quality. you want your i got your guys' T shirts here too. All I got over
0: Oh wait. Who's coming over for Easter? (laughs) Gina, you got to roll by for Easter for a moment so I can give you your very uh, soft plush t-shirt. Oh, wait. When's Easter? I don't know. Just come by sometime so I can give it to you. Soon enough. (laughs) Well, you could also
3: bring it to my birthday.
0: Okay. I think we just found our answer. There's your birthday present.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Don't expect it wrapped.
0: You, You did it to yourself. how dare you chan i have gift
2: bags
0: (laughs) in fact Uh, if anybody else wants to send gina uh, birthday gifts
2: send it care (laughs) of me
0: thank you i'll be bringing them all so get ready for that gina's birthday is coming up i assume everybody who listens to the show is invited right gina can we give away some uh some private information
3: here and let everybody know where they can show up (laughs) I think I think 99% of our listeners are not in L.A., so luckily no one can murder me.
0: So, Gina, as put it on the record, if you live in L.A. and listen to the show, she would love you to come to her birthday celebration.
3: Yeah, it's at one, two, three, four Main Street. Yes.
0: One, two, three, four Main Street. Every
3: town, Los Angeles. Every time is Los that Angeles, that yeah, that's exactly the, that's the address I got.
0: So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I haven't been there before. I, is I
3: feel
0: this is
2: like a new place. Not, I, is, are you are you telling untruths to the audience? This is audience I'm, is I'm a, not great with, with addresses, but I think that's what
0: it said. No, I I put it into Yahoo Maps and it and it said, "Why are you using Yahoo Maps?" So I mean, that's you know, pretty common response for real places. You can find us online at facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Go to patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. And so celebrate us on that. Why not? It's a celebration. You can get merch there too. And go to our store on T public. I guarantee that when this comes out, there will be a link to the store in the description of the episode below. Uh, Otherwise you can hit us up on Twitter at GI Joe podcast or individually. I am at almighty Ray.
2: At 999 RPMs,
0: I'm
3: at Gina Ippy,
0: and thank you so much for enjoying this episode of Masters of the Universe Revelation, Part Two, Episode One, Cleaved in Twain. Chan, take us Cleft. out with a quote from the show. Cleft. A, a quote. <laughs> a quote from the show. Cleft ruled by the demon Skeletor and his evil
2: acolytes. And the only thing that stands in their way is Prince Adam, who defends the secrets of Castle Greyskull as He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe.
0: Only four others share this secret, guardians of Greyskull all, amidst an army of the honorable Committed to guarding Castle Greyskull from the havoc of destruction. For those who control Greyskull control the power. The power to be masters of the universe.
1: Hey, you. No, 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 no. Don't look over here. Keep your eyes on the road. Got something for you. Take a listen to this. In the newest Pokemon, they have Score Bunny, which is a starter. What? Yes, Score Score Bunny. So it's it's a fire bunny that plays soccer. He kicks balls. He scores. Great. Score like Scorch, I think. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Like goal. <laughs> like Score. <bunny. laughs> Rad. There's Score Bunny. Who uses his mad soccer skills to steal, I think, like donuts or something like that. How does he use it, his soccer skills to steal donuts? He kicks it. Oh, yummy. The best part is, though, Score Bunny wants to go and follow Ash and go on big adventures. But oh, my Ash God. Is like, Ash is still the main character of the f- anime? Yes. Where have you been? Yeah. So Ash is like, I'm getting on the train. I'm leaving, Score Bunny. And Score Bunny's <laughs> like, He's 80 years old. That's why he sounds like that. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing makes donuts taste better than a foot coming in contact with them. <laughs> If you like what you heard and love co-op with your friends, check out Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast.